The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you are now listening to the Hootball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes, or in this case, Brady or Mahomes, and I tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with MyBookie.com. MyBookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The sports book, the one sports book guaranteed to give you the best lines for the championship games, day-to-day, night-to-night, and everything in between. And you know me. You know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, I'm Lawrence Brooks. I'm your host. This is the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. Where do we start? I mean, let's just break this thing down. But before we break this down, let me just say I've been missing in action a little bit. And that's been partly due to the fact that I got extremely busy with work. I'm also starting to, to coach basketball. And that's also uh, so it's this this week and a half has been a little bit of a, an adjustment period for me. So I apologize for being a little missing in action. But now that I'm back, I haven't missed the Maverick game. That's for sure. And I wanted to let this simmer a little bit because for one, they keep losing games. That's not fun, of course. But I also just want to get a good look at what's going on, what's happening and my feelings towards what I'm seeing. And a lot of what I'm seeing, it's it's a bevy of emotion. So bear with me as we go through some of what has been going on. But first, we'll start with tonight. Tonight's game, to me, is one of those games where if it was any other situation where the Mavericks would, you know, presumably have a winning record. This is a game you you throw in the books as, you know, they just came out. They got the best of us. We didn't bring our A game. We didn't do things to establish ourselves tonight, and we just took a loss. Unfortunately for the Mavericks, they're in a win-now mode, must-win every night because they've taken enough losses now, and I call them COVID losses because much of this season has been about COVID and the fact that they haven't had everybody available And so because of that, it's put them in a predicament where now they have to climb out of a hole. So they're nine and 14. They're in 14th place and they're not extremely out of it. But again, these these games are are coming at you nightly. They're three games out of eighth uh, eighth place. And they're basically three games, four games, as a matter of fact, out of uh, seventh place. And so. The best case scenario for the Mavericks right now, considering the circumstances, would be to just work their way into the play-in game opportunity and then try to get hot from there. But 
as it stands right now with the with the Mavericks being literally the worst three-point shooting team in the league it is making games a challenge every night and so for instance the, the Atlanta game was a game where their defense fueled their offense they were active they were getting after it they didn't allow themselves to get beat in pick and roll situations they doubled they doubled Trey Young most of the night they got the ball out of his hands they made things difficult and made them go to secondary options then you get into tonight's game where who is the who's the the go to state warriors best player Steph Curry who do they want to get the ball to Steph Curry but it seemed as if there wasn't a there wasn't a game plan to eliminate him in the same manner they eliminated Trey Young. Now, one of the unique things about Steph Curry is he plays off the ball as well as on the ball, but he brings the ball up majority of the night. And so watching them play defense, they got beat backdoor a lot because it seemed as if it seemed as if they wanted to try to challenge them to get by them. And it did and so they offset that by making them go back door. I mean, Draymond Green was picking the Mavericks defense apart. And while yes, while your your defense can fuel your offense like it did for the Mavericks against Atlanta, your offense can fuel your defense. And again, they were having a lousy shooting night. They couldn't get anything going. Luca the offense is Luca centric. He's the one organizing everything that's going on. So when you got one guy that's doing everything offensively and then you turn around defensively and you can't get stops and you're getting out-rebounded, I mean, the Golden State Warriors were missing their three top bigs. Three top, Their three main bigs that play were all missing tonight. And somehow, some way, the Mavericks still lost the rebounding battle. Which is also another part of their problem because they don't rebound the ball well consistently to be able to get anything started. Whether that's securing the rebound on defense after they get a stop, getting extra opportunities offensively with an um, offensive rebound, or being able to just establish a tempo by being a good rebounding team. So when you add all of this up, it's just a bevy of issues that are causing it's compounding the problem because the the first thing on the board that's the problem for the Mavericks is they don't shoot the ball well. And tonight they shot the ball I mean they shot the ball 40% from 3. Fine. But they shot the ball 41% overall for the game, which isn't that good. Especially when the team that you played against just shot 57% from the field and they shot 51% from 3. So you have to get stops. But in this case, in a game like tonight where you're not making shots, the Golden State Warriors basically baited them into playing run-and-gun basketball. And it was the perfect storm for them because they had nothing to lose. They were playing with a guard-heavy roster, and they knew they were, and they knew they were undersized. So they just tried to get out, muck things up, play fast, shoot shots, and just make it a complete up-tempo game. And lo and behold, it worked. It got in, it, it, The game ended up turning into the Golden State favor when the Mavericks should have been taking advantage of the size differential for both teams. But they couldn't. So they're trying to make shot, or they're trying to outshoot the Mavericks. I mean, they're trying to outshoot the Warriors. 
and that's and that just wasn't going to happen when they started out 18 of 36 so at one point in the game they were 18 of 36 from three then they only made two more threes throughout the entire rest of the game they ended up shooting 40 percent from three now mind you i said they we were 18 for 36 they ended the game 20 for 50. 20 for 50 isn't that bad considering you shot 40 percent that's respectable but when you shoot 18 for 36 in the first half and you keep up with the team and then the second half you literally go two for 14 not gonna cut it absolutely not gonna cut it and the roster construction at this point it just seems to not be working out and it's and and i think at this point it's fair to say because when you look at the roster from last year the mavericks don't have a ton of change in terms of who plays so their main starters you got luca you got tim hardaway you got dorian finney smith you have maxi back now and you got porzingis which is ideally their starting lineup i mean dwight powell did start but a large part of that was due to you know porzingis being out large chunks of last season but even if you want to call him, you know, a situational starter or, you know, a guy who would be a rotational starter, depending on the personnel of different games, we can add him to the mix along with you got Seth Curry coming off the bench. And then you have Trey Burke, who was a late addition. But then you had JJ, Bur- I mean, Jalen Brunson, who was also a contributor off the bench last year. The Mavericks had literally the highest rated offensive team of all time highest offensive rated team of all time i think at this point it's it's fair to ask the question did everyone hit their peak last year because a lot of their roster has come back and they're some a lot of them are their main contributors i mean you got you traded josh richardson for seth curry but a lot of these guys were here justin jackson played some as well as we all know he wasn't a great three-point shooter but he was a solid guy but this roster isn't they didn't do a complete facelift they just tried to implement more defensive oriented guys to kind of balance out the offense they had in which they thought that they would continue to move forward with um progressing off and building off of last season now let's also keep in mind they were a seventh seed last year so as many of you who have been following the podcast know i said they could be finished somewhere between four and six and I was leaning more on the four side because I felt I didn't real I didn't foresee them being, you know, the worst three point shooting team in the league. I didn't foresee the roster construction not working the way it seems to have happened. And I didn't foresee, you know, COVID taking the toll it has on this team right now. And you can look at them. I mean, it basically feels as if they're going through the the, the bumps and bruises of a preseason or a early season funk. But the problem is we're almost at midseason for the NBA and they're dealing with early season issues and it's hard to iron them out. So, yes, while many on the Twitter sphere might be asking for trades, I don't know if there's anything you can trade. As of right now, the only thing of real value for on the trade market is Luca and Porzingis. So do you trade Porzingis? 
I mean, we can entertain some trade packages that would maybe work. But ultimately, I think the Mavericks are stuck with this roster. They tried to do what they do best, which is to add pieces to the puzzle that are um, supportive contributor role type guys who can who can play well for the team. And it just has not worked out. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes your plan just doesn't work. And I think that's what we're witnessing right now. The Mavericks plan just isn't working. So I think what they should do after looking at this game, obviously they have some things they need to try to tinker with. One, I think they have to try to get Josh Richardson more involved as a playmaker. The offense is so Luka-centric right now that it it makes them very predictable, but it also, I think that it wears Luka down, so you lose a little bit of him defensively, and you lose a little bit of that energy you need offensively. Because again, just like defense can ignite your offense, offense can ignite your defense, and when you're going into games on a nightly basis and you can't make jump shots, it's frustrating. When you're catching long, when the ball's coming off long and you got to get back on defense and be in defensive transition all night and you can't really set your defense the way you want to and call out your assignments and get in coverages, it's frustrating. So when you're watching them, those are also the psychological things that they deal with when you're not making shots and you have to get back. Because when you're taking the ball out of the basket, it's easier to get back and set your coverages and call out assignments and be where you're supposed to be. But when you're constantly in flux of being in defensive transition mode, you just, you just feel like you're in a track meet. And then they go on runs at times, but the runs don't last because at some point the percentages are going to haunt them and they're back in the same place, which is they can't make a basket. Much like tonight, they go 18 for 36 to start the game. And in the tail end of the second half, they only make two threes to end the game. And in a league where three-point shooting is at a premium, everyone wants to shoot the three ball. Everyone is predominantly shooting basket, a shooting team because there's no one that really pounds you inside anymore. That's just not the current NBA landscape. So teams are shooting the ball at the highest rate we've ever seen it. And if you find yourself as one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA, you're going to be in trouble. And so... I have to ask the question, did guys peak last year? Because right now, they have a lot of the same guys back. And they're just, as a team, collectively, they're just not shooting the ball well. They're really streaky, and they're missing shots when they need them the most. This is it, this, the, the league is so talented, you're not just going to stop people on, on a nightly basis. Like, that's just, a, that's just a tough task, and that's not something that's realistic. So on nights where your defense isn't as great, you're going to have to have offensive explosions to offset that. So sometimes you might get in a shootout, and tonight they lost a shootout. Sometimes you might get into a, a grit and grind game where you have to be a, a, a stout defensive team or get stops. They're built to get stops, but they're not just not built to score throughout the duration of a game at the clip that they were last year. And I mean, even this year, like when they go on runs, they go on runs and then the run dries up because the, the jump shootings dries up or they have a lead and lead evaporates because at some point you have to continue making shots to hold on to a lead. They can, they struggle to do that. And so it's not so sometimes it may to the casual eye, it might look like, oh, they're not defending when really they're just not making shots to keep the, the opposing team at bay. So 
at this point, there's no clear direction in terms of what do we do now? One thing that has to happen, they have to shoot the ball better. I don't know if that's going to change. The rebounding is going to be inconsistent. We get that. Defensively, they've been, you know, they've been okay. The pick and roll defense has been kind of bad lately. But again, that can be, you can implement defensive strategies to offset some of your weaknesses. So like last night, they double teamed Trey Young, got the ball out of his hand and made secondary people make plays. Maybe you have to do that on a nightly basis. Or anytime they try to screen with Porzingis, maybe you blitz the screen and make them get rid of the basketball so that you don't end up having Porzingis at the three-point line trying to guard Andrew Wiggins or trying to guard Kelly Oubre or trying to guard a, um, I don't know, Danilo Gallinari, even though he's not the most fleet of foot. But you get my point. We have They have to find a way to not put him in such bad positions. And if that takes blitzing screens and getting the ball out of guys' hands and making them rotate, you have to do it. So the Mavericks have some issues they need to work out. Ultimately, it, it's just unfortunate that they've had to deal with COVID in the manner in which they have. And then on top of that, they were a seventh seed last year. So how much do you expect them to improve this year, bringing back the majority of their roster? Um, they need a third star. They need Porzingis to be as healthy as can be and get back to the bubble Porzingis that we saw. Because right now they need all hands on deck. And these games are coming so fast that it's hard to make adjustments on the fly as they need to. So, you know, they have the they have the Warriors again on Saturday with the same conditions. I expect them to get a win because I assume they'll make adjustments. Carlisle is a great coach. Despite what we're seeing on on any online channels at all, he is one of the best coaches in the NBA. But he's dealing with a roster that is hard to manage right now based on the performances they're getting, especially offensively. He can't go out there and put the ball in the basket for a team that put the ball in the basket very well from the three-point line last year. If that's not going to change, it doesn't matter what he does. They have to be able to shoot, and they're not shooting the ball well. So, um, end of my rant. I really just wanted to speak on what I've been seeing the last few games. Again, I've been out of action a little bit because of being busy, but I'm back. I'm here with you guys. I'm in the trenches. I'm suffering right along with you. I want the Mavericks to turn this thing around, but... They definitely have some things to address. And if they can address them, things will turn around quickly. But if the shooting continues to be their biggest hindrance, I don't know. And I don't know where they go in the trade market. I mean, there's a lot of trade gurus online and, and guys who know how to mix and match the, the, the team salary caps and seeing what you can do. But I just don't see what the attraction would be to some of these um you know, surrounding supportive assets that the that the Mavericks have. I don't know who you go get. It might have to be a buyout situation as we get closer to midseason where you maybe bring in a vet who can be helpful. But a guy like Wayne Ellington looks really good right now. He, the Mavericks really could use it. I mean, at this point, when we see anybody that can that can shoot, we have googly eyes, right? But anyway, um, you all have a great night. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. You guys download the Hootball Mavericks podcast on all streaming platforms. Leave a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter at Hootball Mavs. Follow me on my personal account at LB Said It. That's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. Always try to leave live tweet a little bit throughout the games, give you some insight, but I'm always here on the pod to give it to you exactly how I see it. So you guys have a great night. See you on Saturday. Hopefully we get a win. Go Mavs.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.